Whole Being, a podcast on wholeness with Ariane and Maximilian. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Hi, everyone. Welcome. How are you today, Ariane? I'm doing super well, Max. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I love the topic that we're that we're going to be discussing today because I feel, you know, now towards the end of the year and we're approaching a new year, I think this is a very, very relevant topic for, for all of us. Yeah, I think this is on the minds of many people, myself, the minds and the hearts of many people, myself included. It'll be really exciting to explore uh, the depths of transitions together here on this podcast. Yes, and you know, personally, I would say this topic of transitions, it is something that that we all go through continuously. Sometimes we're aware of it, sometimes we're not aware of it, but transitions, or in other words, change is is truly a constant in everyone's life. But at times we, we may not really perceive it as as change. And then other times I find, especially at the end of a year, more and more people realize that, wow, we're transitioning into a new phase, potentially a new phase of our lives. And um, that is usually filled with, with some, at least some intentions towards what we want to change, what we want to adjust in our lives. And I think New Year's resolutions is one of those, those keywords that comes to mind right away. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You said that we're always transitioning. And I'm going to quickly touch base on that. It's interesting because you're right. We are, we are constantly in a, in a state, a transition to some degree. But it's interesting what New Year's does. We all focus on it collectively together. So there's this really beautiful opportunity here to not only look at the theme of transitioning, transitions in our life, but also look at how it applies and how it lives throughout the entire year in all mm -hmm. of the big and small ways that perhaps we're not even aware of. Yes, I, I fully agree with you. And what just popped into my head was years ago, I was reading about how our body is continuously changing. So our, our physical self is continuously transitioning. Um, if we look at the cells, they're renewing themselves every moment of our lives. The bone structure within years, we are, we have completely rejuvenated our, our bones and our joints. And that doesn't even really fully encapsulate everything that the body does, every transition that the body goes through. But I think that in itself is a beautiful example of how transitions, they are really the one constant in our life. That change is constantly happening, but um, we're not always aware of it. And as you were saying, around New Year's, that's when we oftentimes as a collective become more aware of, of, a, of, a, of a big transition. Yeah. And that is going, leaving the old year behind us and moving towards the new year, hopefully filled with many, many numerous uh, opportunities yeah and this year is every year is is special and different but this year in particular we've been faced with so many 
different changes of pace, not only in our own life, but throughout the entire world. It's been a collective shift, collective shifts that we've seen over and over and over again. And this is something so spectacular. I've never seen this in my lifetime. I've never seen so many people kind of like what you were saying, Max, so many clients reach out <laughs> and say, okay, you know, I really need to, <laughs> really need to have a discussion here. Really need to book something here. This is, this is a really big transition in my life and I'm looking for clarity. And <clears throat> it's interesting because I can feel a bit of a, a desperation in, in the voices of many of these people, a bit of yeah. a a rush for answers. And isn't it beautiful that from this wholeness perspective, there is no rushing or there is no need to, <laughs> to find or understand anything. What a beautiful, refreshing approach from yeah. wholeness to yeah. approach the theme of transitioning from a place of allowing, being, flowing, and trusting. So instead of the other way, which is, well, I got to know, I got to know what 20, <laughs> 2021 is. I got to create it. I got to control the circumstances now so that all of that will manifest and be handed to me. And I'm not saying that oh, we can't take steps now to living a harmonious life that we long to have or seek to have. But what I'm saying is that if we take a step back, and if we allow ourselves to expand a little bit and broaden our perspective, we're going to see that everything truly is unfolding for the benefit of all. And there really isn't anything to fix or to control. And um, if we tap into our hearts and if we relax and if we let ourselves enjoy the ride, we might perceive a lot of the pressure, the stress and the need to control melt away. Mm hmm. You know, as you were saying this, I had a, a quote pop into my head that I came across a long time ago, but it's it's really stuck with me. Um, nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it because it, it really shows what you were um, talking about, this, this aspect of trust, that if when we trust, not just our wholeness, the wholeness that is everything. Mm -hmm. there, is, there is nothing that we need to actively take control of. Everything will be achieved. Everything will be attained. Everything will be brought into balance. And we just become beautiful observers. Mm -hmm. We just witness as this is unfolding without us having to really take on any responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think it is this aspect of responsibility and this desire that we have as human beings to control things because we, we think we know that we can control things mm -hmm. when really the world is not just out of our control, it's beyond our control. Mm -hmm. And the more we begin to trust that everything will be provided for us, just like nature shows it to us every single day. Yeah. You know, the fact that in this quote, that nature doesn't hurry, yet everything is accomplished, we, I find, can apply that to our own lives. And 
you know, I've been doing it for, for some time and it is, it is beautiful and it is humbling because you begin to realize, wow, if I'm stepping back and I'm removing this desire of wanting to control certain outcomes by removing this and simply trusting as things unfold, I can witness how incredible these unfoldings are. And oftentimes they will turn out to be even more beautiful than if I had chosen to control certain aspects of, of my life. Yeah. And I wanted to go down this rabbit hole with you here. We're not saying to sit back and do nothing. Stepping back, getting this bigger, broader perspective, entering more of a receptive, relaxed flow state. What happens is that changes and transitions will come and they might even come quickly and they will be natural. We will simply mm -hmm. flow into those changes. They will happen simply through the intention of, okay, I'm going to allow myself to let go of all of these restrictions and of all of this control that I've put in my life. If we allow ourselves to flow, there's often incredible dynamic changes of direction and transitions, and it's incredibly organic, and there's a lot of effortlessness there. And it doesn't mean that we're sitting back and doing nothing. We are moving with the natural transition of life. It never stops. It's constantly yeah. transitioning. So I just wanted to shine some light on that because there's some people, even some people I know, who say, well, in the spiritual community, there's this misconception that you can let go and just trust things will appear and not actually do anything and what we're saying here is that if we take a step back and if we enter that flow state we will naturally innately instinctively start to flow with this beautiful underlying current of transition and change which is life <laughs> that mm -hmm. is life nothing in life that's not doing that life naturally is in a transition state it's definitely not about well i'm going to sit back and let it all happen it's certainly not there is a totally different perspective that we are speaking about here yeah absolutely and for me it's always this unification of of active and passive living or being yeah you know as you were saying you we're not saying that you should be completely passive in your life or that you should be completely active in your life. It is finding that beautiful balance and allowing these two to become one, to become yeah. one whole unit. And that is exactly where I oftentimes feel the, this flow state is that we, that we so often refer to. It is this beautiful dance between being active and being passive at the same time. And in the beginning, it might be a little hard, hard to grasp for someone who hasn't experienced the state yet, but it is so innate to us that we can all achieve the state simply by being trusting. And for most of us, that means beginning to trust little by little, but you know, over time it is accumulating um, so that one day we have unconditional trust. And this aspect of unconditional trust, it also leads us to what we all seem to seek, which is unconditional love towards ourselves yeah. and towards everyone 
and everything around us. And this unconditional love cannot really be present in, within our lives if there isn't also uh, unconditional trust at the same time. Exactly. There was a time where I thought I needed to step into the new year and control the, <laughs> every month of the year coming up and know exactly what I wanted to achieve and set out all these goals. And <laughs> oh my God, I'm just laughing looking back because it, it's so it's such a different path as to what I'm doing as to how I'm being now. The part of me that wants to control this new year's coming up that's the part of me that doesn't trust, mm -hmm. really doesn't trust. And that part of me is also coming from a fear-based part of me. Yes. So I can create this next year and all the other years of my life from my mind that thinks it knows <laughs> exactly what's best and how to proceed. But if I really go down that rabbit hole, I'm afraid of losing out on things. I'm afraid of not being good enough. I'm afraid mm -hmm. of not being worthy. So this other part of me that recognizes the bigger picture and that knows that life is absolutely brilliant beyond what my mind can understand. Yeah. Way beyond. And I recognize that my mind has been built a lot of past fear-based patterns. So why am I going to continue feeding my mind <laughs> when I can lay back into this incredible current that has the absolute best in mind. I know life is benevolent. I know that deep, I feel that deep in my heart and my being on a daily basis. Wouldn't it, it feels so much better to lay back into that current of life and to receive the guidance and the direction from that in-depth place that goes far beyond my mind and far beyond those fear-based patterns by doing that I'm learning about my whole self I'm meeting my whole self I'm seeing my whole self and I'm for people who want to use the terms potential and so forth I'm I'm truly seeing my true potential I don't know if my mind really embraces or understands that yeah yeah that's a very good point because as you were saying earlier the mind we oftentimes think we think that the mind allows us to grasp everything. And we see this in science, you know, we utilize the mind to understand everything, yet there are still so many things that we have very little understanding of or no understanding at all, because all of a sudden we thought we knew something, but something else happens and we, we start to realize that we know very little or close to nothing about a certain topic. Yes. And I think that really illuminates how limit, limited the mind is. And, and that's perfectly fine because the mind at the end of the day is just another organ in the body if we refer to the mind as basically the, the brain in the body. Yeah. And when we think about all the other organs they have their limitations too in terms of what their functioning is. When we look at the liver, when we look at the gallbladder, the stomach, the, the lungs and so forth. So it would make sense that the mind along with the brain is also limited in their functioning. And the brain's function is to allow us to think. So in that regard, it, it, to me, it makes a lot of sense that our thinking 
is limited just like like each organ with its with its functions in our our human body mm. and just knowing that and being aware of that can already help us feel better about um, what the mind tells us on a on a daily basis on a minute to minute basis that um, yes there are a lot of stories being told by the mind um, but they all come from a place of limitation hence we shouldn't believe everything that is that is being told to us by us yeah. <laughs> and then taking that a step further as you were saying and allowing yourself to enter the state of flow and this is really where we where we enter more so the realm of spirituality of connecting with our true self our spirit our soul uh, you know whatever a person likes to to label it as that's when we're truly embracing this beautiful union that we are mind body and soul mind body and spirit and through this inclusion of everything that we are through embracing this wholeness that we are then we can we can truly begin to tap into and feel our truly infinite potential yeah oh my gosh i'm thinking of a great example here <laughs> whoa another story another ariane story coming up here <laughs> okay so this, this really demonstrates what you're talking about here, okay? So I was 26 years old. The new year had come. It was fresh in the new year. So maybe, I don't know, January, March. I had just ended. I wouldn't even say I ended a toxic relationship. It literally just happened, okay? A relationship I was in for six years had literally just happened. Uh, I didn't plan it. The other person didn't plan it. But clearly, there was a deeper part of me that and him that was suffering so much and knew that we both needed to move on, but didn't have the skills or the ability to do it. So something in life came in and literally had us split. It was a very sudden and random and very difficult experience so bam that happened at the beginning of the new year couldn't have planned that that was out of nowhere I had I really didn't know a deeper part of me did 100% knew it was going to happen but all the other parts of me didn't and after that point that's when I began my spiritual path and it's in a really big way I had started exploring spiritually and more in depth for many years prior to that but then some huge current came in it was like a massive intervention that had come into my life I was not expecting it, couldn't have planned it for the life of me. It brought me to discover the most life-altering communities. I traveled to places I never thought <laughs> I would go to in my life. And I met incredible teachers and leaders. And my entire life transformed. And it was not because I had planned or controlled any of it. In fact, I would argue it was the opposite. <laughs> it was literally me falling to my knees in a state of surrender because I was in so mm -hmm. much pain. I was in so much pain and I was so broken. And so my mind, all of my walls and my fronts were shattered. My masks were shattered. And I was literally taken to my knees, cracked open in this beautiful, vulnerable, open state where I was surrendering. Finally, I was giving up my the identity I was holding on to, all the fears I was holding on to, 
I was giving up and life was like, oh, that he- she gave up. <laughs> she gave up. Let's swoop in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's really give this human what's really ready for her. And that le- that year completely transformed the trajectory of my life, of my entire life. And I would not be who I am today. Sitting here, speaking, being a speaker, being a, a face and a guide and a voice as I am right now. If that did not happen any when I was 26 years old, that's 10 years ago, none of this would have happened if that surrender flow state, okay, I am no longer going to follow my mind anymore because it's leading me down a path of so much suffering and so much unhappiness. I'm going to let myself go. And life turned into this incredible adventure, an adventure I couldn't, my mind could not have even known about or fathomed. Far yeah. beyond that. So I've heard this story. It's not just Ariane here. I've heard so many people <laughs> talk about a similar story and a similar thing about how life had to come in with a machete and literally like <laughs> take us down. And it's not life. It was us doing it to ourselves, right? I I think um, you bringing in the, the topic of travel too, from my personal experience, when I was traveling around the world, I, I noticed that the less control I actually wanted to take of the different yeah. trips, the yeah. more it became an adventure and not just yeah. me traveling from A to B. All of a sudden, every time I traveled from A to B and didn't control any of that and didn't even control what B would be like, it became an adventure. So this aspect of trust, it's something that, that traveling can, can teach us so beautifully. And I'm sure there are so many people out there listening who, who have experienced this already on their own terms, where for once you don't plan something in particular, and all of a sudden that, that you didn't plan turns out to be a beautiful experience that just sweeps you off your feet, as you were saying, too. yeah oh yeah yeah when I discovered this 10 years ago when I discovered I can live from a different place not from my mind and from the places that a lot of the people around me are living it definitely it changed my life so much and travel was a huge one so shortly Mm -hmm. after this happened to me my gut my heart my inner guidance whatever we want to call it said okay go to Costa Rica go to Costa Rica for two months. And I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Let me start planning. And my gut said, no, you're going to go. <laughs> yeah, my gut, I swear. It's so it's true. My gut said, no, you're going and you're planning nothing. And I was, I remember sitting there and thinking, wow, this, my mind thinks this is absurd. I've never been there before. I don't speak the language. I have, I don't, I don't even, I can't even fathom going there without planning a thing, but my heart, my gut, my inner guidance system is already ready to go, lined up, feeling so good about it. And of course, I remember telling uh, some people around me and they lost their mind. <laughs> and, <laughs> of course, because yeah. they're living in a, in a state of fear, right? Without even knowing it. Without even knowing it, exactly. Um, and I was so devoted to my gut and my heart, minor guidance, whatever you want to call it, 
because I saw the brilliance of it and how it was bringing like magic, magic and adventure into my life. So I decided to go and do it. Oh my God, Max, those two months were kind of like what you were saying. The most outstanding circumstances were coming my way that I would have never had if I had planned it from Montreal. I was living in Montreal at the time. They would have never happened. I know for a fact it was incredible flow state where these incredible people were coming my way. Um, I managed to find this resort, this eco-sustainable lodge resort in the southern part of the country where barely anybody goes. And it turns out to be a it turns out to be the, the most wildest part and and untouched raw parts of the entire country. I would have, I didn't know about this. I would have never found it. And it came to me. I remember being at yoga retreat center prior to that, before I got to this incredible part of the country, Southern part. And I remember thinking like, okay, where the heck am I going to go next? It was only two days before I actually left to go to this incredible jungle paradise that someone came up to me and said, go to the Osa Peninsula, go there. And I know the person and here's her contact information. Because I showed trust, especially to that degree, where two days prior to me leaving this yoga retreat, I still had no idea where I was going. I was handed this incredible opportunity. Life escalates to a whole other level of adventure and magic. Yes. Um, far beyond what the mind-built life can ever imagine or construct. We've just got to trust. It's so, so true. It. The, the term that just popped into my head was effortless adventure. Because wow. as we begin to trust and we begin to trust more and more and more, everything around us becomes more effortless. And all of a sudden, everything becomes exciting. Everything becomes an adventure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, your story reminded me of when I was living in Australia and I spent, um, in the end, I spent five years down in Australia. And, and I remember like after I had spent about three years in Australia, I had this desire growing in me to visit the West coast of Australia because I was living in different places and different cities along the East coast. And I slowly started after year three, slowly started to feel this urge to see the West coast. I had no idea why the desire was slowly coming up, but intuitively I just allowed it to grow. I didn't just latch onto it. I didn't jump onto it right away and try to make a plan to go and visit the West coast. I really just allowed it to do its thing to flow as it was, was wishing to flow. So then after year four, this desire had grown so much that I thought, you know what, maybe I should consider going over there. But even at that point, I was still like, I'm not really going to jump onto it. I'm just going to see where else this is going to take me. So after year four, a few more months passed and I had a, I had a, someone approach me really out of the blue going, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about going to the West Coast, renting a van, we'll be a group of people, and we're, we just want to drive from the southern part of the, the West Coast all the way to the north. Do you mm-hmm. want to come? 
Wow. And I was like, okay, wow, this is this is really, really cool right now. Because at up until that point, I had done absolutely nothing except for just allowing this idea to to be and and use as much space or as little space as it, as it want, wanted to take up in me. Mm-hmm. And um, I just said yes. So then a few weeks later, I found myself flying over to the West Coast and getting on a van, getting in a van with, with all of these people who I had never met before. And for the next two weeks, we just drove north uh, along the entire West Coast and we had what you could really call a journey of a lifetime because nothing was really planned. We didn't really had we didn't really have particular stops in mind. We just stopped wherever we felt it was right. And wow, you know, just as you were you were sharing before, those are the those are these effortless adventures that will that will stay with you forever and that will teach you invaluable lessons and for me, it was really just a reassurance of yes, see what you can, what what can be achieved for you by you simply trusting and not needing to do anything else but to trust the wholeness of everything and that everything provides for you. Yeah, yeah. So now let's take this and let's apply this to twenty twenty one. This is so beautiful. What you're talking about. I'm so happy you had that experience. You you talked about that experience. I have a huge smile on my face. It's such a beautiful demonstration of literally some, you probably didn't have a car. You probably didn't have any means of doing it at all. And yet look, yeah. life provided. Exactly. Provided enough. Yeah. Yeah. So let's apply this to 2021. So here we are, we have left collectively probably one of the most uncertain years. We are leaving one of the most uncertain years. And now we're stepping into uh, a year that there's a lot of people that have a lot, so much worry and fear wrapped around this year. And yet there are millions of people out there who have, uh, who don't have that. There's a lot of people who are speaking this language, Max, like I'm meeting Mm -hmm. more and more people um, in my immediate environment and also through uh, the internet who are understanding the value and the importance and the magic of trusting this current of life and going with it and uh, allowing that current to embody through us. Again, we're not just sitting back and doing nothing and being nothing. Quite the contrary. We're moving organically with this current of life that's transitioning in a really big way now and especially in this upcoming year. But again, Shining Light, it always has been doing this, (laughs) right? So... We are moving into this new year and what a beautiful way. My God, I'm envisioning myself that whole version of me entering today and every day forwards from this point with that uh, whole surrendering state where I'm flowing and I'm allowing it all to happen and I'm embodying it. I'm embodying these changes and these transitions with ease and with grace and with surrender. And life is incredible. It's amazing. There is no pressure on my shoulders whatsoever. There's no pressure to be a certain way or to do a certain thing. There's so much expansion. I don't feel restricted. This is a beautiful way. I really encourage people to practice that. I do this daily. You can ask my partner. I do this all the time. <laughs> all the time. Where if a part of me is questioning something, 
questioning a path or an option, a life choice. I like to envision myself embodying that expression or that option and really see how that feels in my body, in my right down to my cells, really let myself consider it before it feel it and embody it before it even happens. So this is a, this is a great example right here. If we imagine ourselves, visualize ourselves uh, entering 2021 with leading with the heart, the intuition, inner guidance, wholeness. What does that feel like for you? What does that landscape looking like of life before your eyes? That doesn't lie. That doesn't lie. <laughs> Whatever you're feeling, that's real. And we can have that. Absolutely. And I think you mentioned something so important, this aspect of of pressure, the pressure that we often feel as we're entering a new year, because it is so socially accepted to have New Year's resolutions. You need to have something, you know, what would you want to be different in the new year? It's almost to the point where if you don't have something you want to change about your life, you need to feel guilty. Mm. That's something I noticed as I was growing up um, in, in Germany. And I was, it was always very foreign to me because oftentimes when someone would ask me, what's your New Year's re resolution? I, I personally didn't really have one because I, I, I thought if I want to change something about my life, I don't need to wait until the, the old year is done mm -hmm. to implement change. And two... Why do we always have to have something as we enter the new year? And to some extent, for me, it, it explains why so many people have such a hard time to stick to their New Year's resolutions. Because oftentimes, as you were saying much earlier, the motivation, the driving force to change something about your lifestyle, for instance is coming from a place of fear. Yeah. You know, one of, the, one of the most common New Year's resolutions is to lose weight. Yeah. That, that is something that I have noticed is so universal, almost anywhere in the world. And I'm thinking, what is the driving force behind this? Is it truly coming from the person because they have unconditional love for themselves and they want simply to feel lighter and just drop the extra pounds because of the love they feel for themselves? Or is it more so because they are scared that they are otherwise not accepted by society and that they have, that they find it hard to love themselves because of the extra pounds? And I think for many of for many people, it is the latter. It is this fear state. You know, I, I, I feel the need to lose weight in the new year because otherwise I might get bullied. I might not be accepted by my friends or I will never find a romantic partner because I can't see how they would love me for who I am right now with the extra pounds. Yeah, And I think that is... That is something that we can all reflect on when we have, a, when we feel a strong desire to change certain things about ourselves, whether that is at the end of the, at, at the end of a year or somewhere within a year. If it is something that is driven from a place of fear, 
that's when we feel the pressure. That's when we feel it's so ex exhausting that when we, that's when we think it is so exhausting to stick to the plan. You know, if the plan is for us to lose weight and that is coming from a place of fear, we're almost doomed to fail. Yep. Because it is coming from a place that is purely driven by fear and the fear of not belonging, the fear of not being accepted by yourself and your peers. And, um, you know, quite frankly, I'm not surprised that so many people have a hard time continuing with their New Year's resolution after the first two weeks or after the first month of, of doing it because... Mm -hmm it's it's got to come from a place of love absolutely and two other big ones to add on to this weight loss common goal is uh money i gotta pay off my debt i got to uh, have lots of money in my bank account the pressure to pay off debt and to earn money it was coming from fear and it's coming from trying to control my life mm -hmm. uh, in exhausting ways and it's interesting because the only time where in my life where I was actually able to have uh, a very solid and whole and balanced financial plan was when I came to a space of, oh, I'm fully able and capable of living an abundant, beautiful life. If I let go of all this control and this fear of my, oh my God, I'm, I did something bad by having all my debt. And I'm not a worthy person then of financial freedom and all of these inner narratives that are very much fear-based. Once mm -hmm. I was able to uh, let go of that and get this broader perspective and really connect with my, my wholeness, my heart space, I can see that, oh, life is a very benevolent, abundant space. Yeah. And if I allow myself to flow all of those toxic and limited inner narratives, they don't exist. They're not there. And I'm flowing into a very different state of abundance, worthiness, happiness, flow. And suddenly uh, everything had changed. It got, I had to get to that point in life where I was able to no longer identify with those mind-based, very limiting patterns. But um, it can be something that happens quickly. It can yes. be. Um, Absolutely. That transition is not something, yeah, that transition is not something we have to work at quote unquote for a long period of time in fact that's the whole irony of it there is no work <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the opposite of that it's letting go and I think a lot of people might struggle with that and thinking like well, what is she trying to say to me she's trying to say work isn't involved what we're trying to say is if we let go and relax we might we will be utilizing a different expression of ourselves that we might not be used to functioning mm -hmm. through and by. We might not be used to this state of wholeness and being and allowing and receiving. And so it might seem foreign at first, and it might even seem like uh, even an impossibility at first. But if we allow ourselves to stay there and to be in this allowing, flowing, wholeness, receptive state, day by day, a little bit more, we're going to see for ourselves what life can be, the magic and the adventure and the abundance and the, the happiness and the also the simplicity. For me, it didn't take very much convincing because my mind 
expression, the, the expression of me that was very much governed by the mind and by fear, was uh, creating uh, unhealthy relationships, was living a very unhealthy, stressful life. And then the version of me that decided to let go and allow myself to surrender to life was living the unknown with, it was, it's like living the unknown with a lot of trust and joy. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, you know, in, in that regard, what you were just sharing with us, I wanted to say that in regards to trust, we you know, the, the topic of trust itself has so many different beliefs attached to it. And yeah. one of the common ones that I've noticed um, over the years is that people feel like in order for them to trust, it requires time and it requires effort. You know, and you, we hear this when we hear people say, Oh, it's it's gonna take me a while to to trust you, or um, you know, I had I had a, a bad relationship a few years ago. It's gonna be really hard for me to ever trust someone completely again. Mm. And of course, I understand that it would be incredibly hard to trust another person if those are your beliefs that you're carrying with you now. Mm. You know, and I'm mentioning this to make people aware how much our beliefs actually determine how willing we are to trust and how capable we think we are to trust. At the end of the day, if we're really, really honest with ourselves, trust is nothing more than a conscious decision that we make. Mm -hmm. And we can make the, the conscious decision and say, I'm going to be taking my time to slowly build up trust trust towards a certain person or a certain element of my life or I can take the courageous step right now and make the conscious decision that I'm just going to trust as if my life depends on it and to be very frank our lives depend on trust yeah whoa wow and for me I, I struggled with trust for at least my first 25 years. So the first quarter of my, of my life, um, wait, wait, actually, <laughs> for, for the majority of my life so far, I should say, I struggled with, with trust. And it was to the point where I wasn't even aware of having this, this um, I don't want to call it a, an issue, but this condition that I was not able to trust fully anyone and I was also not really fully able to trust myself. Mm -hmm. But through my personal healing journey, my, my personal struggles, I came to this point where I became aware that trust is nothing more than one conscious decision that we make. And I know it may not ring true for everyone listening right now, but when, you, when you're completely honest with yourself, you don't need to spend a year or several years to build up trust so you can be um, unconditionally trusting and loving in a relationship. It really is the conscious decision that you make today in this very moment that will set the tone for everything to come. And it was the case for me too. There, there came a time 
where I realized this aspect of wholeness. And from there, it became so natural to me to say, I'm just going to completely trust it. And it's just been one hell of a beautiful ride ever since. And again, we're going to touch upon some of the subjects we talked about in the prior podcast. Some, some of us might think that it can't be that simple. And this is where uh, we can touch upon how our society has been so hardwired for this complexity and for this mind-based way of living. Yes, it can be as simple as that. And if it takes us years and years and years and years to learn how to trust again, that sounds like the mind trying to find the answer. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's, I love that's that. The mind. Yes. Yeah. That, and that's not where it's going to come from. It's like trying to check for an for the engine in the car, trying to look for the engine in the trunk. Like we're looking in the <laughs> wrong place. We're not going to find it there. And so that's why you're going to so spend true. years. Yeah, that's why we're going to spend years when it really is a question of, whoa, okay, I'm being asked to access a different aspect of myself, one that I'm not used to exploring and utilizing and embodying. So therefore, I'm going to give myself the attention it needs, I need to really understand what this deeper expression of me is, the brilliance of it, and to allow everything outside of me to tr to shift. It's an, an enormous internal shift that happens when we go from, I'm going to let my mind control and dictate 2021 and all the rest of the years to come, to I'm going to flow and allow myself to flow into this incredible benevolent life space and in that flowing, I'm in a constant state of change and transition. And I'm flowing with life as life connected to life every single day. I'm not sitting on my butt doing nothing. That's the mind again. Mm -hmm. That's the mind again. That's not flow. Yes, I, 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 I fully agree with you. And I, what you were alluding to, I think, is so beautiful because it might take us quite a long time to realize that these, these concepts, these, these things that we desire most in life, you know, love and trust, that those cannot be perceived nor fully grasped with the mind. Yeah. They are not off the mind, which kind of explains why they can't be fully grasped with the mind. Mm -hmm. We all know that love is a matter of the heart. So what that really tells us is that any matter of love has to be approached from the heart. But most of us, we, we still try to approach it through the mind. But love and trust is something that it needs to be approached from, from the heart, from our spirit, our soul. So in that regard, what I would love to share for 2021 is to everyone that's listening, why don't you make it a year of the heart, a year of the soul, a year of the spirit? There is nothing to lose. It's certainly worth a try. And who knows, it might just become the most beautiful year that you have encountered so far and I know that might sound a little far-fetched considering what 2020 was like for most 
but you know, I think we both can attest to how incredible it is to truly trust wholeness and truly trust that life provides for you, the universe provides for you everything that you need to have an incredibly beautiful life to live. Yeah, that sounds absolutely beautiful. Sign me up. I'm definitely on that part of the spirit train. <laughs> I am, I'm so done living with the antics of the mind and the limitations and the fear of the mind. I'm very clear that that is not how my true being, my true self, my heart wants to proceed. So I think that's fantastic. That's a beautiful way to conclude the podcast, Max. And um, I'm really looking forward to how we can further take this theme into the next recording because there's so much to explore here and I could feel it in my own body right now. I feel so expansive and uplifted. We're touching upon something that is very, very beautiful and important to speak about. Yes, absolutely. And it's, as always, it is such a pleasure and it is, it is so energizing. And I truly hope that everyone that's listening also feels this expansiveness that you were talking about and how energizing these talks are and that in itself kind of shows us so well that this is where where the truth is this is where our our true being lies and how what it means to be in this beautiful life that we are all gifted without ever having deserved it to begin with exactly or needing to control it it's it's all within us how beautiful yeah. is that life is magic absolutely life magic. is magic so let's make this upcoming year a year of the the heart a year of the spirit and see where it takes us all collectively and individually that sounds amazing that sounds absolutely amazing thank you so much max for this talk thank you everyone for listening thank you so much bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.